Amen. Praise God. Amen. Glad that the sun is finally shining. Amen. Amen. It's been a, quite the winter, our first winter in Alaska. You know, so a lot to adjust to. So we're glad that the uh, sun is shining. But the S-O-N has been shining already. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just go before the throne of grace and prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we just thank you for the freedom and the liberty that we have to gather freely in this nation. Father God, we don't take that for granted. Father God, Lord, we pray for our brethren around the world that's uh, facing persecution and, and dying for your name, Father God, Lord, and that you just be with them, Father God, and be with the families, Lord, and uh, encourage them, Father God, and let us have a, a same fortitude, Father God, to believe on your name and to also suffer for your name if need be, Father, and, and Lord, we just thank you for your goodness, and Lord, just speak to us this morning, Father God, Lord, reveal yourself unto us, Lord, and uh, we just thank you for rising from the grave, Lord, and uh, for your resurrection power, Father. And Lord, we just give you the praise, glory, and honor in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Been an exciting week. Hallelujah. Celebrating our risen Savior. Hallelujah. That rose from the grave with all power on uh, heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He, when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. He gave us the ability to build his church. Amen. And he said that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we ought to be walking in victory this morning. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to talk about being a witness for our Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. I have a quote by an old preacher from the 1800s, E.M. Bounds. I wrote some uh, tremendous books on prayer, one in particular called Power Through Prayer. If you can find that book, definitely read it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But he's got a quote. He says, uh, the, the church is looking for better methods. God is looking for better men. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Methods can vary, but we need to be consistent in our walk with the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. We need to have pure motives this morning as being a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Let's look at the book of Acts. Acts chapter one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter one. Verses uh, 1 through 8. Hallelujah. The word of God is so precious. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. <clears throat> the first account I can pose, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of things concerning the kingdom of God. 
gathering them together, he commanded them to not leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the for what the father had promised, which he said, ye heard of from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. Amen. We shall be witnesses, not witnessing, but witnesses. Amen. Everything we do in our life ought to be a witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. No matter whatever we eat or drink or do, we ought to do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. My every moment should be his every second. Hallelujah. Wherever I'm at, I ought to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Christ in us, the hope of glory this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So the book of Acts is Luke's account of what happened after Jesus ascended to heaven to be seated at the right hand of the father. Where the precious Holy Spirit was sent to remind them of all that Jesus had spoken about. And to remind them of the things they had forgotten. How many know that the Holy Spirit will bring things back to your remembrance? But you got to have something in you for it to be brought back to your remembrance. Amen. Hallelujah. A man don't live off bread alone. Amen. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. How precious is his word to us this morning. Hallelujah. So Matthew 26, 56 says, then all the disciples left him and fled. I can just imagine the Lord Jesus Christ that walked with these men for three and a half years. And all of a sudden, as he's getting arrested, they're leaving. Mm, What a sight. Hallelujah. So. Jesus was seen of over 500 witnesses after his resurrection in a time span of 40 days. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ten days later, only 120 of them went to the upper room to wait on the promise of the father. You know, Jesus, he had a similar experience in John 6, verse 66. Uh, People was following Jesus when he was supplying their physical needs. But as soon as Jesus began to tell them, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, then you have no part in me. They said to the Lord that this was a hard saying. Who can be saved then? And from that point, many of his disciples went back. And he looked to Peter and said, will you go also? And Peter said, well, where will we go? You have the words of eternal life. Amen. 
We ought to be turning to our Savior wholeheartedly this morning. Hallelujah. It's a shame to be a lukewarm Christian, amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I can only imagine the agony they were in as they waited for the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. The first fruits, amen? This was the birth of the church making the greatest impact in the world. We ought to be a victorious church this morning. Amen. Amen. The culture shouldn't be influencing us, but we ought to be influencing the culture. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So these 12 men that walked close to Jesus turned the whole world upside down. And it was only 12 of them. Imagine what we can do this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the book of Acts is a book of the actions of the apostles. A book of Acts is a book of action. Amen. So and it has no end. And we are the continuation of that story this morning. Hallelujah. So the Greek word for power in Acts 1.8 means dunamis power, dynamite power. For witness, amen. amen. That's the power that the Holy Spirit gives us. It is power for witness, not to make us live holy. You ought to already be living holy, amen. You actually have to live holy before you can receive the Holy Spirit. The best evidence for being filled with the Holy Spirit is living a holy life. Bearing the fruits of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. According to Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. Hallelujah. That's the kind of person that's filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So I, I like the old Elizabethan language because they used to work, use the word uh, guest in place of ghost. So he was known as the Holy Guest. Amen. Hallelujah. So he's a holy guest that can come and live in us if we are living a holy and righteous lifestyle. He's a guest and will be treated as so. If you are living in a lifestyle that is grievous to the Holy Spirit, he will not continue to abide with you. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a person. He can be grieved. He can be quenched. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a lot of misteaching on the Holy Spirit. Amen. But he wants to come in us and exalt Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Hallelujah. So you do not have to learn to be a witness. If you're a Christian this morning, you are already a witness. Amen. Hallelujah. You are a witness to whatever or whosoever is foremost in your life. 
You are telling the world right now what God you really belong to. You cannot live life without showing the world your real interests. Your words and your life are tied inseparably together. You will always convey to others around you what you really love and live for most. Your words will either prove this or call you a liar. Anyone who watches you closely, who follows you around for a day, can tell if you really mean what you claim with your lips. Amen. How many know the Lord is looking for more than lip service? Amen. There are those that profess to know God with their lips, but their hearts are far away from him. Amen. We need to get our hearts in tune with the heart of God. Hallelujah. We need a pure heart this morning. Hallelujah. So every day you are witnessing. What are you witnessing to? Your witness is the total package of your attitudes, character, and actions. It does not lie. No careful observer is fooled. What are you witnessing to? Whatever your God is, you will show the most interest in. If it is anything but Jesus, your closest friends already know. It will be the thing you like to talk about, to talk most about. Amen. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Hallelujah. And I remember when I was a sinner, I couldn't help but talk about the things of the world. But now that I'm a saint, I love to talk about Jesus. Amen. I love to praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Read most about. Center your life on love and live for. Say, could you get to heaven on the testimony of your next door neighbor? Amen. So if you call yourself a Christian, you have already been witnessing for or against him. If you have claimed to belong to him. But your life does not back up your words. Men and women have rejected Christ and the gospel because of you. This is why Jesus said in Matthew 12, 30 and Luke 11, 23, that he that is not for me is against me. And he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. So I know of no Bible plan that will enable you to present Christ to others without your own life being Christ-like. You cannot present Christ to another until you properly represent him and his love for mankind. If you would be his witness, you must really know him to show him. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's our job this morning is to know him and to make him known. Hallelujah. And those that love God are known by God this morning. Hallelujah. So the Lord Jesus viewed the winning of one soul 
is worth more than the whole world. When one sinner repents, the angels in heaven rejoice. How much more should we rejoice? Amen. And get excited when people get saved, when people go from death to life. Amen. From darkness unto light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the most pleasure you'll find on this side of eternity is leading somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He spent much of his time talking with one person at a time about his relationship to God. True soul winning is impossible without concerned personal contact. And whenever we're out there winning souls, you know, a lot of sinners will say, well, I want to go to hell or we're living in hell. Same cliches over and over. And I tell people, well, we don't want you to go to hell. God doesn't want you to go to hell. He wants you to be in heaven. He died for you. Amen. So we have to have a genuine concern for the lost this morning. Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. Hallelujah. And he'll leave that 99 to go after that one sheep. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the great compassion of our Savior this morning. Hallelujah. So Jesus put the life and the love of his father on exhibition to the world. This is the true witness. When the world is lost and running from God, he must go looking for men to convince them of his love and concern despite their sin. God is gracious and merciful. Amen. And calling sinners to repentance this morning. And he's long suffering, desiring for no men to perish. Amen. Amen. But to all to come to repentance and have life and life more abundantly. It's awesome serving God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And his commandments are not burdensome. He's not asking us to do something that we cannot do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to do this by living his life through and in men and women who will yield to his direction. And this team seeks out lost sinners to bring them the message of reconciliation and forgiveness. Hallelujah. So to be Christ-like in attitude means to be real. Absolutely real. God doesn't like phonies, amen? If you have any other reason for wanting to witness to others apart from a genuine concern and love for them and for God, forget about trying to witness. You will do more harm than good. And I've been out there before. I've preached on the streets for years, and I've been out there with people that didn't really seem to have a genuine concern for these people. They seem to want to make more of a spectacle, amen? And we're not out there for that. We're out there because the love of God constrains us, amen? By the Holy Ghost. The love of God that shed abroad in our hearts this morning. Hallelujah. By the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. So love is the only acceptable motive for the witness. And honestly, 
unselfish concern for the highest good of God and his wayward creation. All like sheep have gone astray. But thank God for a savior this morning. Hallelujah. It involves a level of concern that made even Christ cry. And you can read about that in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. So love is not primarily something you feel. It is something you do. And it is directly measured in unselfish sacrifice. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus wept. He had tears for those that are lost. And are we doing everything we can this morning to seek and save those who need Jesus? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So witnessing like Jesus means uh, Christ-like in conduct. The world is full of selfish people who basically only think of themselves, care only for themselves, and live only for themselves. God's new people are to be totally different. They are to live like Jesus. It would do you no good to say to the sinner, I'm full of sin and iniquity. Look only to Jesus. He has every right to say, but I can't see Jesus. If you're sinning, they can't see Jesus in you. I can only see you. And if he hasn't helped you, what makes you think he can change me? Amen. Sometimes we might be the only Bible that people read. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Lord Jesus said in John Chapter 20, verse 21, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And I'm going to let this little light of mine shine. Amen. Amen. (laughs) He is no longer in the world, but he is risen and left us as his witnesses. Hallelujah. As my father has sent me. So I send you, John chapter 20, verse 21. Acts 1, 8, you shall be my witnesses unto the uttermost part of the earth. Hallelujah. To be effective witnesses for Jesus, we must live above the world's standards and values so that unbelievers will take notice and access what the secret of our lives is. We must live our lives so that with Paul, we may say in Philippians chapter four, verse nine, those things which you have both learned and received and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Men must be able to be followers of the Lord. And us at the same time. Amen. Amen. Think of the victory over sin Paul experienced daily when he could say in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. 
this was no boast. It's simply, it was simply the statement of a holy life founded upon the witness of the Holy Spirit as a source of his strength. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul says, uh, be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Amen. And if you want to be a good leader this morning, you need to learn to be a good follower first. Amen. And you have to be careful who you follow. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are to be examples by word, what we say, what our speech is. Ours letting it be seasoned with salt. Hallelujah. Our conversation, our lifestyle, what we do, our actions, our charity, why we do it. What's our motive? The spirit, where we do it, led and directed by faith. When we do it, obedience to the word of God, purity, how we do it. It is a clean channel through which Christ can operate. Once we've cleansed ourselves from everything, then we can be met for the master's use. Our lifestyle and message must be consistent. There is no true salvation without repentance from all known sin at the point of conversion. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we ourselves have to be completely sold out to the Lord Jesus Christ to be an effective witness this morning. Hallelujah. So every Christian, a missionary, every non-Christian, a mission field. Hallelujah. You don't have to go somewhere around the world. There's a mission field right here. Hallelujah. So to know how to witness effectively, you should have a basic understanding of your mission field. Their likes, feeling, excuses, and how to recognize them. Some signs of someone who is lost, his life is basically both selfish and dishonest. No obvious concern or thought of God. Little or no sense of the wickedness and danger of their sin. Little or no awareness of God's feelings about this life, about their life. Unaware of the terrible destiny he is forging for himself. So those are some signs of someone that is lost. They feel boredom, lack of purpose, vaguely dissatisfied with self, at times lost. People can recognize that they're lost. Amen. God has set eternity in the hearts of all men. Your conscience bears witness that there's a God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. So they need happiness that lasts, meaning and purpose in life, security, accomplishment, and love. Someone must go bring him the light of God's word. Remind him of his responsibility and direct him to Jesus Christ. It will be almost useless to say believe to the unconvicted sinner. 
You might as well ask the devil to believe because even they believe and tremble. Amen. And we need to add obedience to our belief. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. So the sinner must first be awakened to his true state that he's a criminal and not a victim. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. See the hatefulness of his sin, how his sin has hurt God and how it has hurt himself and how it has hurt his neighbor. And be challenged to forsake it. This is our greatest task on this side of eternity. Amen. And we'll see what Jesus went around and did. And as he was in the world, we ought to be also. Let's look at Acts chapter 26, verse 18. Hallelujah. So this is what Jesus went around doing. And this is what we ought to go around doing. He said to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. That is our duty this morning. We have the eternal gospel, the greatest news on this side of eternity. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is our careful study in this life to be soul winners. And in Proverbs 1130, he says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who is wise wins souls. Amen. So the New Testament message for the careless should be that God loves him and he is made in God's image. He is made like this to be able to choose intelligently and live unselfishly. All happiness depends on each moral being doing this instead of living selfishly. There are only two basic means of control by force or by free choice in response to motives, reason and direction presented to the mind and will of a moral creature. Amen. Amen. God created man to be ruled by the latter. He gave us a free will choice this morning. Amen. We're not robotic. We're not mechanical. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because of this, he needs government to guide and direct him into making the choices that will be the most wise and bring the highest happiness to the world of which he is a part. When he must make a decision involving his own life and others, he must have an authority he can refer to for the wisest decision possible. That's why we need God to govern our lives this morning. Hallelujah. So God has a right to be the ultimate authority and therefore the ultimate ruler of all men. His right does not come from the fact 
that he made us or even that he loves us best, his right rests in the fact that we need guidance, direction and ultimate authority. And God is the only one who is best qualified for the task. His qualifications rest on the fact that he is everywhere present to observe all actions of the universe. He knows every fact in existence fully and perfectly, having perfect wisdom. He has at his disposal endless power and energies to help and direct men or enforce right. He is the only example of perfect justice and completely unselfish conduct in the world. These qualifications both oblige him to rule us and oblige us to obey him. To refuse to do so is unintelligent, dangerous to the world, destructive of the happiness of others, and deserving of punishment. Selfishness is thus the essence of sin. All men know it is wrong in itself. Selfishness denies God's right to be God, ignores the happiness of others, except as it contributes to the sinner's own happiness. And if left unchecked, would ultimately destroy the world. We are not called to be selfish. Amen. Hallelujah. So God and loving wisdom and infinite kindness found a way to restore man caught in a web of selfishness. He has contacted man in two amazing ways. By indirectly passing on his offer of pardon and the conditions of it through men he found who were willing to seek him, find him, and love him. The basics of this message are in a unique collections of the books called the Holy Bible. 66 love letters from God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It describes why God made man, what he intended for him, and what has happened through sin. The most astonishing part of this message is that despite man's rebellion, refusal to seek his maker, persistence in selfishness, and deliberate rejection of God's appeals to live rightly, God still loves man and is not bitter towards his wayward creation. God is terribly grieved and longs to restore mankind. Hallelujah. God has a much better plan for our lives than what we have. The second way God influences is by directly meeting man in person. The most amazing of all these contacts occurred about 2,000 years ago, splitting history in half. God himself became like his creature man and lived among us for 33 and a half years to show his care and concern 
for mankind. God came in human flesh as Jesus Christ. He was born uniquely, lived incomparably, died prophetically, and rose again from the dead triumphantly. Amen. Hallelujah. So his earthly mission was threefold. To show us what our maker was really like. To show us how we are supposed to live. And to die an agonizing death out of love for us. As a substitute for the penalty of our sin. Hallelujah. We love him because he first loved us this morning. Hallelujah. Now God can offer forgiveness, full pardon, and restoration to his family on two conditions. One, repentance. That the sinner is willing to forsake his previous selfish way of life, whatever the cost to his plans, his pride, or his public image before men. And number two is faith. That he is willing to From that point on, trust Jesus Christ as his substitute for the penalty of sin and love and obey him as the Lord and master forever. Amen. Amen. So this surrender is one of the heart where we make our ultimate choices from. And centers around one particular point of obedience. This is usually... The one thing that the sinner is most unwilling to do. Trying to still hold on to that one thing. When this one thing is yielded, a transforming climax from selfishness to love occurs, which the Bible calls being born again in John chapter three, verse three, or what we know is salvation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And most witness Daily contact with others will create the chance for a personal word. As you show the fruit of the spirit and live the life of Jesus Christ in you, his spirit will draw those who need help across your path. Ask God for this. Your task is to be alert to see them and be ready to help them. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't try to scheme how you would lead talk around spiritual things. Honestly, sincerely be concerned about them. Listen, find out their real problems and needs. If you try to keep in mind some canned plan or presentation, they will sense you have something on your mind that isn't related to what they are saying. In other words, they may think you don't really care about them at all. If you listen carefully, God will show you their point of need and also what needs to be surrendered for salvation. The best way of bringing their attention to Jesus when the opportunity occurs is to raise a question at a point of interest. That was Christ's way of witness. He either created a situation that made the other person ask a question or directly asked one himself. There were always 
love geared towards the sinner's basic need? It was a question that cannot be answered with a yes or no and created interest for further ones. He answered these in the same way, encouraging the sinner to open up his problem, face his sin and give him their trust. Here are some that have been used with effect by others. Some questions that you can pose. Have you ever seriously considered Christ's claims on your life? Are you interested in spiritual things? Have you ever thought about becoming a real Christian? Amen. If someone were to ask you, what is a true Christian? What would you answer? Have you ever personally discovered Jesus Christ or are you still in the process? Do you think it is possible to know for sure before you die that you are going to heaven? How did you personally give your life to Christ for a sinner posing as a Christian, especially? Someday when you stand before God, What reason are you going to give him as to why he should let you into his kingdom? Oh, these are some questions that you can use as you're witnessing the people one on one. So fear and witness is created by three basic factors. Inadequate training or preparation. Self-consciousness from insufficient prayer or concern for the other person and not knowing what might happen when the truth is presented. A vast load lifts off the mind when you prepare adequately by being full of the word of God, constant in prayer, and actually caring about the person's soul and well-being. And trust in God to ultimately bring the increase. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 3, 6, one, one plants, one waters, but God ultimately gives the increase. Yes. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid of their faces, but keep presenting the truth that God has given you. When the truth comes home in power to the heart of the sinner, prepare for barriers of defense. Sinners invariably make excuses to cover their rebellious hearts. You must tear away these excuses or they will hide from the reality behind their refuge of lies. So not all men can be given the same directions. It is the Holy Spirit's task to customize the witness to the situation at hand. This means that for every person, there will be a different message, although each will follow a general pattern of instruction. With God, the Holy Spirit outlining and underscoring certain points that will most cut home into the sinner's heart. What you say to sinners may vary, but whatever is said You should not give him any directions that are incomplete and leave him without a clear picture of what God requires him to do. 
He should be fully ready to die and meet God the moment after he leaves your instructions. They should fully know the plan of salvation. Now, every time we go witness and everybody is brought to Jesus, but it's their choice on how they follow him. Right. Amen. But we ought to make it crystal clear for them that they stand without excuse. Yes. Hallelujah. Nor any instructions that do not include a complete and total change of heart and turning from sin to Christ out of love. In general, you may give the sinner any direction and tell him anything that will include a change from supreme selfishness to surrender to Christ as Lord and King as well as savior from sin. The Holy Spirit will help you reach out, search out the excuses and hiding places of the sinner's deceitful heart to pull him out of his darkness and draw him to submit his heart to God. Yeah. If it is not Jesus Christ, challenge him to forsake his sin and give his heart to the one who made him, loves him, and cares for him. Amen. The love of God is the strongest motivation of the heart. Hallelujah. So there is always some reason for a convicted sinner not yielding to God. You must find it, bring it out, and deal with it. Many times they know what it is, but try to hide it from you. Other times they are self-deceived and will not see the reason. Ask these questions. Have you done something wrong you are not willing to make right? Is there something you are not willing to give to God? Is there an idol in your life you are not willing to forsake for Christ? Has someone hurt you that you are not willing to forgive? Did you do something in the past you don't want to confess? Are you prejudiced against someone? Christian with a pure, poor witness? Are you waiting for God to do something before you will? Do you think you have committed the unpardonable sin? Have you been playing with spiritual powers outside of Jesus Christ? So if you meet hesitation, confusion, or silence on any of these, and you can probe deeper, usually it is on just one thing that God strives with the sinner to yield. The moment he gives in, just because, just because God asks him to, true conversion begins. Sinners often ask, what have I to give up? Some pet sin or idol? Tell them plainly, yes. It is probably the one thing they have to give up because it is their God. Don't yield an inch to make it easier. Give them all the promises of Christ for provision and power. But if God is dealing with them on one point, don't compromise or pass it by yes. or he will get a false hope yes. and a sham experience yes. Jesus didn't give in with the young rich ruler 
although he loved him. If the young man had been allowed to keep the God of his possessions, he would have felt relieved, called himself a true disciple, joined a church, and still gone to hell. Don't try to make it easier than God has it. Teach him or her to obey all that Jesus has commanded, thus enjoying God's love and favor. This will not mean that he will always be excited, nor always directly thinking of God, but his heart should be at peace and enjoying the blessings of Christ. Sin should cause doubt and worry in the Christian so that he will tearfully go back to God to confess his wrong. If this is a person that's backslidden. The only real evidence of salvation is to obey God from the heart. Let's look at Romans chapter six, verses 17 to 18. Hallelujah. Romans chapter six, 17 to 18. But thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you are committed and have been freed from sin. So you became slaves of righteousness. So tell that person to get in with other Christians who love Christ wholeheartedly. He should want to be with God's people or there is something wrong with their salvation. First John 1 7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. This is the loving privilege and opportunity that we have by the grace of God to be a living epistle read and known by all men and to see mankind in a right relationship with God and one another. Amen. Let's be a strong witness for Christ today. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Any uh, testimonies this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Anna. Amen. <laughs> Thanks for volunteering her. How precious is that? Amen. 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 Let's keep Amanda in prayer. Amen. 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 Amen.
Any any prayer requests this morning? Anna. <laughs> Brother, sister. <laughs> uh, just continue your prayer for uh, Ms. Cheryl and her foot and the surgery that Amen. Uh, went underway. Amen. As it went really well. Yeah. Amen. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Amen. And everything went according to plan. But she she was really excited. <laughs> oh, right. so now it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told her we'd be praying. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. We'll keep her in prayer. Yeah, we were texting last night. She was telling me it was hurting pretty bad. But yeah, any, anyone else before we close up? Brother Samuel? Yeah, I can keep my uh, three sisters. Let's just go before the throne of grace. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we just thank you for your precious word. And Lord, your precious Holy Spirit, Father, that you've sent to abide with us and uh, to teach us. And Father God, we thank you for that, Lord. And uh, just let us be bold witnesses for you today. Father God, unashamed of you, Jesus. Father God, being able to properly present your gospel to mankind, Lord, in hopes uh, that they're reconciled to you. Father God, we're your, we're your ambassadors today, Lord, and uh, we just thank you, Lord, for this ministry of reconciliation that you've given us. And Father God, Lord, we just pray for Amanda, Lord, that that word will just come alive to her. Father God, Lord, uh, as she reads it, Father God, Lord, and uh, that we may come in contact with her again. And Father God, we pray for Tristan also, Father God, Lord, that uh, you just continue to work on his heart, Father God, as he was under conviction. From hearing from you, from your holy word, Father God, from your faithful witness back there, Lord, Father God. So we just uh, thank you for Trisha and his mother and father, Lord. We pray for them also, Lord, as he was sharing about that, Lord, that you just uh, can touch them in a mighty way as well. And Lord, we just uh, thank you for healing Cheryl's foot, Father God, for that successful surgery. 
Father God, Lord, and just for easing her pain, Father God, and just for a, a speedy recovery, Lord. And uh, we just pray for Samuel's three sisters, Father God, Lord. And we know that your name is above leukemia, Father God, Lord. Your name is above any sickness, Father God. And Lord, we just uh, stand in the gap on their behalf today, Lord, Father God, and trust in you, Father, and looking unto you this morning, Jesus. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord, and just... Uh, Lord, we just want to give you our best, Father God, and we give you the praise, glory, and honor in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for coming out today. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen.